podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks, no breaks, no fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. It's hotting up in the Sports Insure Premiership and the Cab Direct Championship in the final regular week of league fixtures and the quest for the playoffs hots up. We've got reaction from all of Monday's meetings in the Sports Insure Premiership as Leicester have one hand on that final place in the top four in the Premiership. We'll also hear from a few special guests as well, including Thomas Jorgensen, who reflects on his season-ending injuries. I did lay in the ambulance and I thought, oh, this, you know, you've had enough. But but um, after a day or two, you know, it's like somebody switched the light and I, I had different thoughts about getting back as, as soon as possible, really. Steve Worrell reflects on his Cardiff appearance in the Speedway Grand Prix. I woke up the next morning and I wish I could have redone the whole day again, you know, because there's certain things I do differently and certain things that I would, I would handle things in a different way, you know. British Speedway legend Chris Morton joins us to talk about his mighty mission bike ride and the work of the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund. I think we all have a bit of a responsibility to consider that, uh, you know, these guys are taking risks for our entertainment. And Edinburgh's Paco Castagna joins us ahead of a playoff-defining doubleheader at Armadale. We need to win and, uh, and, and try to clinch that spot for uh, for you know the, the playoffs and then obviously we all know that once you get into the playoffs uh, anything can happen all this and more on this week's episode of british speedway's official podcast no breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast Welcome along to this week's episode then of the official British Speedway podcast, No Breaks, No Fear. Lots on the way, but we'll start with the Premiership action from Monday night, where the Leicester Lions moved to the brink of the Sports Insure Premiership playoffs by taking two league points on a night of high drama at Monmore Green. The sides drew 45 all with Wolves after 15 races for the second time this season at Monmore, with Max Frick completing a 15-point maximum for the Lions by passing home skipper Sam Mast is on the last lap of Heat 15. Frick then teamed up with Richard Lawson against Sam Masters and Ryan Douglas in the superheat to add a priceless additional point to the Lions tally. Now, it means that Leicester dropped to fifth in the table after Ipswich took maximum points at Kings Lynn, but the result now means that the Lions only need the aggregate point from their trip to Peterborough on Thursday, where they start that meeting with a 24-point advantage. We will soon hear from Richard Lawson on that sensational super superheat victory but first of all the team boss of the Leicester Lions Stuart Dixon with Dave Rowe. Stuart Dixon I think I've aged 10 years watching that I mean that had a meeting that had everything I mean a great battling effort by your team to come back time and time again and that superheat victory. Yeah I think we deserved it I've got to be honest I thought we were the better team tonight we uh, we came here a few weeks ago and you know I thought we were we kind of threw it away shall we say I wouldn't say we were robbed uh, two good teams tonight it takes two good teams for, for a good meeting Um we obviously had to go for it, you know, sort of thing. We had to go for it. Um, bold decision to keep Richard Lawson in the, in the runoff, you know, for, but he was angry after getting excluded in one of his races. Uh, Max Frick, what can you say? Exceptional. He almost, he almost stopped, didn't he, up the top yeah. end there, uh, protecting uh, the, the rider. But um, very pleased. Um, it's Louis Kerr come in, good debut. Never, never fancied the, the, the runoff. Said he does, he doesn't do pressure races. Because I spoke, I said, well, it's between you and I threw Richard back out again. Max was obviously going to come in, and the plan was this time was to pin 
Sam, if we could, is to pin him, not go round him. And uh, Richard had to make off a four. Both done their jobs and they got a result. And you could hear the jubilation in the camp and on the terraces. You know what I mean? We've gave ourselves a chance on Thursday night at Peterborough. Uh, and we need to we need to take it. We need to grab it. I mean, I mean that, that sort of behaviour is always massive because how do you not got it? You'd have had to go to Peterborough and not lose the meeting. They're strong at home now, but now you can go, I wouldn't say on the defensive, but you only need 34 match race points on Thursday. There's a different way you can look at it, yes. You know what I mean? We need to do what we call a solid, steady, professional job. But, you know, Peterborough are a much improved side now, so, you know, I, I still know it's going to be very, very tough. They've, they've got a very good side. Rob Lyon sent me through the team, I think it was yesterday or today, um, and I, you look at it and you go, you know, wow, that, that's that's a strong team. So we know that uh, they they they'll come out with all guns blazing. Um, our confidence, as I said to you at our last meeting, confidence is high in the camp now. You see the difference when it comes to this time of season. There's a different atmosphere. You, you, you can't get it in June or July. I don't know why. You just can't. All of a sudden, you, hear, you mentioned the word playoffs. Riders are saying, "What's the score at Ipswich?" You know, it, 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 it's no, that's very uncommon during the meeting. But I felt. Two good teams tonight, but I thought Leicester were, were the better team, and I, I think they thoroughly deserved the two points. Can you clarify that exclusion for Richard? I mean, there was the red lights came on a couple of times. We haven't got a clear what was going on. Um, apparently, warming a tyre off the track is that was that the offence? Well, well, this is what I've been told, but I, but for for me, unless the clerk of the course sees that uh, or the pits marshal and puts it through to the referee, I don't think it's right that some staff member for Wolves can can can, can tell somebody. That in my eyes. If the referee's not seen it, or the two guys that run the pits have not seen it, then Richard Lawson should not be excluding that race. And I told the referee my thoughts on that one. Okay, and a quick word for Drew Kemp. I know he came off in the 14, but he really was the difference. He kept you in the meeting, double figures at reserve. He really was superb. He was fantastic. Um, I said to him after he won heat two, he now has to go in and win other races because he's, he's got a habit of winning that and then maybe running a couple of zeros after that. And I said to him, he go over this you think inferiority complex that these heat leaders because they've got a certain number on their back number five or whatever it would be he was he was out getting them tonight he was riding hard in at the bends tonight and um, I said to him you know let them know if you make starts they'll now know that they can't push you about the way it was maybe happening before he was excellent he was good he was vocal something you don't get off of Drew Kemp but all of us as I say it, it brings it in the playoffs but he played a very very big part in us getting the win tonight yes on to Thursday just hope everyone stays fit over the next two days well, that, and, that, and... that's the thing I'm going to, you're going to be I'm going to be watching <laughs> on Wednesday you know what I mean well one or two of my guys I'll be there on Wednesday but that, that's the thing you're looking to make sure they're okay well, you know we can enjoy the night the, the camp's buzzing you know and, and it's now in our own hands I wanted that that's all I wanted uh, to be in our own hands we now have the opportunity to go and get what we need on Thursday night and, and hopefully we will I'm sure there'll be a big list of support you know back in his own to make history this club has not reached the playoffs you know, to, you know since the return you know the, obviously Premiership days so we, we want to do it and um, you know fingers crossed I'm having the same sort of conversation with you on Thursday. No. Thanks, Stuart. Well Good done. Day. We'll see you on Thursday. Cheers. Stuart Dixon chatting with Dave Rowe. That fixture, by the way, will be live on BSN, British Speedway Network, on Thursday between the Peterborough Panthers and the Leicester Lions to see if Leicester can indeed claim their place in the playoffs on the very last meeting. Let's hear from the opposing team manager now, Peter Adams. His side, of course, already assured of the playoffs. Uh, but another superheat and more and more between the two sides 
and uh, Pete has been chatting with Ryan Guest. Yet another superheat here at Monmouth Green and from a from a, a neutral perspective first and foremost it's been a, another thrilling night of speedway here at Monmouth Green. Yeah, fantastic match. You know, Leicester obviously came you know, very determined to get the points they needed and uh, they did, courtesy of that superheat. I think they need a point at Peterborough now on Thursday to get in the playoffs. Um, so well done to them. But at the end of the day, you know, after 15 heats, it was a draw. So our unbeaten home record is intact and we're the only team in this league, you know, to achieve that. Yeah, rarely for here at Monmouth Green as well. Uh, n- not too many race winners for Wolverhampton as well, dominated by, by the away side. And um, certainly they, they were a bit sharper at the starts for the first half of the meeting in particular. Yeah, that was the separating factor for sure. You know, But we did get to grips with it a bit better later on. But there were one or two disappointing performances in our team and that's where you know the points were lost. Nevertheless, obviously it's a, a few weeks break now. It's looking like it could be a three-week break until you're back here at, uh, at Monmouth Green. But uh, nevertheless... As, as you always say, there's, uh, it's, it's a clean slate when that playoff fixture does come around. Yeah, and there's very little you, know, you can do to influence proceedings. Everybody will be fired up for it, obviously, and um, you know, we're looking forward to that match, obviously, with relish. Since the announcement was made last Monday, confirmed as well, that obviously no Wolverhampton Speedway in 2024, we, we haven't heard for, from yourself personally. Um, how have you taken news? Because obviously this, this has been your life as well. Well, it's usually disappointing, obviously, but, I mean, it's a business decision by the landlords and there's nothing we can do about that in the short term, but hopefully in the long term we'll be able to resurrect ourselves, you know, somewhere else. Yeah, and obviously people talk about fairy tale endings and it certainly would be if Wolves could go out on a, on a high uh, from Monmouth Green by lifting the league this year. Well, that was our intent from the very first day of the season and... Um, for the sixth time in seven seasons, I think we're in the playoffs, and now, as Freddie Mercury used to say, it's in the lap of the gods. Pete Adams there, quoting a bit of Freddie Mercury. I'm pretty sure I have this hunch that I don't think it's the first time that Pete Adams has quoted Freddie Mercury in an interview. I'm going to have to go back through them now and see if there is a theme there. Uh, let's hear from the rider who won it then for Leicester on the night in that superheat, along with Max Frick. Richard Lawson has been speaking to Dave Rowe. Richard, a massive superheat win for the Lions. Uh, Certainly improved your playoff prospects no end, but but what a super heat that was! What a finale! Yeah, yeah we had to leave it to, to a super heat, didn't we? It was, uh, you know, tensions were high, and uh, I know what I'd done wrong in heat 15. And I was kicking myself for, from that. Um, so you know, when Stuart gave me a chance to have have another go, which uh, not a lot of people would have, um, I was fired up for it. And, Glad to bring it home. We'll take it back to Heat 13 and an exclusion that I've been around a long time. I've seen lots of things happen, but I think that's a new one on me. Uh, warming a tyre on concrete off the track, is that the offence? I, I, Apparently so, yeah. Um, I don't know how the referee can see it that far into the pits. and uh, Yeah, a very, very bizarre one. Uh, yeah, I was just sat there waiting on the track and I'm like, you're out. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, that also fired me up for that last one. <laughs> and what a job done by Max Frick. He's got a maximum himself on track and he was clearly keen to clamp Sam Masters and, and give you that run around the outside. Unbelievable. You know, he had speed all night and, um, you know, we just knew he was going to win the race and it was just, for Heat 15, we're like, I was like, you take the best gate, all i got to do is try and beat one rider. You know, you're going to win it. And he, he just could put the bike anywhere. Heat 15, round turns three and four, he was going so slow around the inside and I'm trying 
my hardest to stay with him and hey what a teammate it's not done yet but it makes life easier for you you've got to go to Peterborough on Thursday who are a much improved team but you need I think it's 34 race points rather than trying to win there so that that must make the job more straightforward it does take a bit of pressure off yes um still they're, they're I think an informed team aren't they they're you know a lot better than when we went there last but uh you know We've come here and uh, got the win where nobody else could, so we're going to carry some confidence into that. And, um, you know, I think we really deserve to be in them playoffs and um, we're going to give it our all. Let's hear now then from um, Steve Worrell. He's had, obviously, a very big weekend and later on he'll tell us about his Cardiff experience. But first of all, to Monday uh, and uh, that uh, clash against Leicester at Monmore. Well, first and foremost, Steve, it's been another entertaining night of Speedway for for the people on the terraces and uh, these Super Eats becoming quite a regular thing at Monmore Green. Yes, as riders, it's not what we want. Um, You know, we'd we'd much prefer to have... uh, uh, playing sailing, you know, a nice advantage or a nice cushion going all the way through the meeting. But you know, Leicester, I think you know they had a bit between the teeth tonight. They, they have um, you know big playoff push for them. I think tonight was very important in the um, you know their campaign to try and get into the playoffs. So um, you know they they was on a mission. You know you could see that that even there was tension in the pits. Um, you could see it from the off. So now they fair play to them. You know they rode exceptionally well. Well, definitely give us a, a good kick up the backside. But maybe it's what we needed going into the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say because at the end of the day, Wolves' place already secure from last week. They say Leicester had, had got to get something here tonight to keep their hopes alive. So maybe important not to dwell on it too much. But at the same time, that there are lessons that can be learned ahead of the playoffs in in about three weeks' time. That's it. You you can look at it two ways. You know you can either. Um, go into the playoffs on the back of a big win um, you know and maybe be a little bit complacent or take it as a big confidence boost or you can go into it off the back of a a loss like that and make sure that when we come back in them playoffs we're, we're fired up and we're, we're here to do the job. Obviously, there's determination from from what happened in in the semi-finals last year, because um, everyone knows that that was not the way you wanted last season to end. But particularly with the news that's come out from Wolverhampton this season, particularly last Monday, confirmation that there is going to be no Wolverhampton Speedway next year. That there does seem that 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 extra bit of determination from from within the group now to, to make it a um, a successful ending here at Monmouth Green. Yeah, and, that, and that's it. You know, that I think that's the the feeling from the camp. You know, we know that this is going to be the last year here now, so. We've got a big chance to to kind of give Wolverhampton the send off it deserves, and you know if we can sign out by winning the league, you know how great would that be? So I'm, you know, we'll all be pushing for that certainly. And for yourself individually, obviously it's uh, it's sad as well because you, after so many years at Bellevue, you've come here to Wolves, thought you'd found yourself a, a new home and going to be on the move again next season now. Yeah, I'm a I'm a creature of habits, you know, like uh, I, I'm loyal to my clubs, you know, I'm that's the kind of rider I am I like to you know get com- not get comfortable but you know find a home and you know and make it that so yeah sad that you know that's going to come to an end and I've got to figure out between now and obviously March of where I go to next so we'll just have to wait and see yep still two meetings on the road to come starting at, at Sheffield on Thursday looking very much like it could be a Sheffield Wolves semi-final once again so uh, you don't know the, there might be one or two things Sheffield do differently to the to the track ahead of the, the semi-finals nevertheless it's going to be a, a good run out for the boys yeah and no the issue we have which you know, we struggled a little bit with tonight was just the weather today you know with it being so hot yesterday and today uh, it's really hard to get that moisture in and you know you could see we were struggling for dirt out wide which kind of 
you know, it, it plays into the away riders' hands then, which, um, you know, I'm not making excuses because it's the same for everybody, but, um, you know, maybe Sheffield will have that issue as well. Um, who knows? You know, we'll go there. We spoke about it before the meeting started tonight that Thursday is very important. You know, we've got to make sure that if we don't win, we take as much from it as we can. You know, if, if there's anything we want to try, if there's, you know, something that we want to figure out, then is the time to do it because we know that there's a, you know, a very good chance that we're going back, in, back there in the playoffs. So, got to make it count. Yeah, reaction to come from the East of England arena in just a few moments. First of all, though, to the Adrian Flux arena where Ipswich got their job done and did their bits in their quest for the playoffs in the Sports Insure Premiership with a 46-44 win at local rivals, the Kingsland Stars. But now, as you've just been hearing, they are reliant on Peterborough for a big favour on Thursday. The Witches are up to fourth in the table, level on points with Leicester as it stands with a superior race points difference. But the Lions have won match remaining they only need the aggregate point when they travel to the east of england arena to snatch that final playoff place and uh, they have a 24 point lead at this moment in time now should uh, leicester fail to keep on to that 24 point lead against peterborough then of course it will be the ipswich witches that would qualify for the playoffs in the sports insure premiership but long way to go yet Back to the meeting on Monday, Emil Saifudinov and Jason Doyle collected a crucial 3-3 after Robert Lambert had got ahead in Heat 15 at the Adrian Flux Arena. With the Witches going into the last race two points up after a close four meeting, Saifudinov on 14 points dropped his only point in that race. Jason Doyle adding 10 plus 2, Captain Danny King scoring 10, uh, Robert Lambert scoring 15 from seven rides for the Stars but suffered two pieces of mechanical misfortune and the home side also scored bigger reserve with skipper Simon Lambert racking up 15 plus 2 and Anders Rowe adding 9 plus 2. Well, we'll hear from a few of those involved right now on the podcast. And uh, coming soon, we will hear from uh, both Anders Rowe and we'll hear from Danny King. But first of all, the two team managers, beginning with Richie Hawkins, who knows his side have done all they can in their quest for the playoffs. Delighted with the boys got the win. That's what we needed to do. They tried all the, all the tricks, as you'd expect they do. Um, and they have done all season, but they haven't been able to beat us, so yeah, delighted. And of course, you know, he's really a transformed side from Lynn. Robert Lambert seemed to push some great heats between Doyley, Emil and Robert as well. Yeah, well, you've got the three, three of the best riders in the world there, so you're going to get great racing, and they certainly did. And obviously the um, Kingsling's reserves were superb, like um, Rambo's having the best season of his life, and Anders has hit real good form, so... Um, yeah, nice to see for them, but you know we, we managed to get there, and I thought Keenan did great. Um, you know, Danny three wins, so you know we, we backed the team up well. Now playoffs, of course, uh, there has just been a result come in from uh, Wolverhampton versus Leicester. Leicester have won their seat for Heat. Obviously, it impacts Ipswich as well in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I mean that means they need to get the bonus point at Peterborough now. Leicester on when they go there, I think that's Thursday, so. When they go there on Thursday, they need to get... And they've got a massive lead, so... Yeah, unless they get hammered um, on Thursday, then then we'll be out of the playoffs. So, just the cup final to go. But you never know, Peter, we're a very good team now. And I know they've, they've, um, they've hammered Sheffield tonight. So, hopefully they can do the same again on Thursday to to, Wolves, uh, to Leicester, sorry. And then, uh, then we can get in. Yeah, it'd be great if Ipswich could actually gatecrash to the playoffs. But... Let's just focus just for me just on Monday next week. First round of the knockout cup final. D- 
different team to which you saw last time at Sheffield. Thoughts on that match coming ahead? Yeah, we go Sheffield. We've, we've been obviously twice in the league this year, not got great results, but I think we've not done ourselves justice. We've been in the meeting both times and then dropped away at the end and not been able to put a finger all together. So um, we should go to Sheffield looking to win. We're in great form. So let's go Sheffield looking to win that meeting. Um, and let's, let's win the cup. It's been, it's been, been a long time for Ipswich not to have won the, the knockout cup. And um, I think we're, we're far too good a team to walk away without, without any trophies at the end of the year. So, you know, we can win the cup. That's great. Two, two, two cup competitions in two years. And then, uh, We'll go again, you know, if we're not in the playoffs, we'll go again next year for the league. Yeah, so there's Richie Hawkins of the Ipswich Witches. And indeed, uh, as you heard there, they've still got the Premiership Knockout Cup to play for, which uh, that final happens next week, Monday and Thursday, between the uh, Sheffield Tigers and the Ipswich Witches. Sheffield on the Monday, Ipswich on the Thursday for the second leg. Uh, so that is still uh, certainly a possibility of silverware for the Witches. Let's hear from Dave Hoggart then, team manager of the Kingsland Stars, on a very narrow defeat but certainly you've got to say Kings Lynn have got going over the last few weeks we'd lose heavily at home um, you know some were saying by as many as 20 points we lost by two points it's um, it's a great performance I'm absolutely delighted really uh, even though we lost I'm still delighted the team effort everybody pulling together you know I think everybody saw we had a couple of uh, mishaps with Robert mechanically uh, he had two failures which meant he had to push home for a point but um you know, Ipswich are a good side, they're a strong side, they desperately need the points to get them into the playoffs. I don't think we begrudge them that really. You know, it was a good sporting contest. Yeah. And obviously looking at that, the crowds tonight seemed to pick up that Emma was in town, Jason was in town, really a lot of crowd interaction. Without any shadow of a doubt. I mean, the local derbies always bring a good gate. Um, but there's been a little bit of needle because we had to call it off um, the other week. And, uh, you know, they were a little bit miffed about that. So, so Richie Hawkins um, did a fabulous press release where he criticised us. And, of course, that stirs things up with the people. And, of course, more people paid to come through the gate. Fabulous business. Great business. Richie can do that as much as he likes for us. <laughs> and Dave Hogart into 2024. Are you coming back? Uh, I don't know yet. I mean, um, the, there's lots of things that go on. I mean, traditionally... The team manager job here has belonged to Rob Lyon, who's promoter at Peterborough. Everybody knows that Peterborough's not going to run next year. So, you know, I'm half expecting Rob to come back. I, I agreed to do it just till the end of the season to step in. A um, little bit of crisis management, for want of a better expression. Um, you know, Keith's got Rob and Keith has got Dale. So next year, who knows? Well, despite, obviously, uh, Lynn just losing out tonight, still a great performance and great to see that Lynn took it to, uh, to Ipswich, as it were. It is. And, you know, if we could have had this team working like that all season with Nikolai back in without a broken neck, I think we'd have been seeing good meetings week after week after week, nip and tuck all the way, might win them all, might lose some, doesn't matter. Yeah, there's Dave Hoggart there and uh, Dave talking about Thomas Jorgensen in that piece. We'll hear from Thomas Jorgensen in the next part of this podcast. A uh, good little update with uh, Thomas on uh, what he's been through and uh, his prospects moving forward. Um, also some good news coming out from that fixture as well on Monday night with Buster Chapman confirming the Kingsland Stars will be at the tapes in 2024. So Kingsland definitely back for 2024, which is fantastic news. Let's hear 
from two riders involved then. Um, it was a busy night for both Danny King and Anders Rowe on the respective sides of the pits. Anders Rowe for the Kingsland Stars, scoring 9 plus 2. Danny King for the Ipswich Witches, and uh, he's been speaking, in fact they've both been speaking, to Mike Boswell. Danny, it was a pretty close call tonight, your view, and obviously it really makes it pretty hard now for the playoffs from what we can see. Yeah, it's, um, it was always going to be a tough task, you know, uh, Kingsland. I know they've had a uh, tough year, but they've strengthened up and they're a solid outfit, um, and we knew it was going to be hard. Um, they pushed us all the way and obviously went down to a last heat decider, so um, it's great to, to get the win, and now we're just uh, patiently watching to see what happens with Leicester. Yeah, very much so, and for you, you seem to really suit the track conditions, you know, unbeaten after three rides tonight, is it a track you like? Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's always got grip on it, um, which isn't the easiest to ride, but it just suits me. I like grippy tracks, and yeah, it was it was a good night for me. Um, shame about my last one, I didn't make a great start, um, which was frustrating, but you know, to come away with 10 points from four rides, I'm, I'm happy. And just finally, now we're on to the Knockout Cup Monday, um, ne- this next yeah. Monday, and then obviously Thursday. Thoughts on that for the Witches? Yeah, two more tough meetings, but you know, I think we deserve to be in the final, and um you know, we're on a good run of form at the moment, so we need to go there and show what it's all about and try and win some silverware. So Mike Boswell with Anders. Anders, good to see you back here at Lynn tonight. How was your night? Yeah, it was good. Uh, progressing every time I come back and uh, tried a different engine tonight, and it took me a while. It took me When it, the track got a little bit slicker, it took me a, a couple of races to set it up, but other than that, it was good. And, of course, uh, tonight also a win over Doily. That must have felt good. Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't really realise it. I, I did it until uh, that happened, until I looked back on the last lap and I was like, oh. Um, so, yeah, it was a really good uh, experienced rider and I'm taking them, I'm starting to get them sort of, beating them sort of riders now. So that's awesome for me and, um, yeah, I'm improving every week. And, of course, you know, just reflecting, appreciate weekend pretty damn tough with the Cardiff GP, but must feel good to come back to this after after the disappointment at the weekend. Yeah, definitely. I was in a good second, and it was pretty much guaranteed in Cardiff that I had the second basically in the bag. And my engine let out, and it uh, it blew up. So, um, yeah, that stuff happens in speed where you can't go out your whole career without blowing anything up. If you do, then you're a lucky person. Um, so, um yeah, you live and learn, but I made a, had a massive experience from it and uh, hopefully next year I can go there and uh, not blow up an engine and uh, win the race. Yeah, that would be uh, ideal, wouldn't it? Because it certainly looked to be a fairly expensive one for Anders Rowe on Saturday night. We'll hear more about Cardiff and Steve Worrell's experience in a few moments. But first of all, let's reflect on the meeting on Monday at Peterborough up against Sheffield. They kept up their excellent run of late. The Panthers with a 53-37 win over the Sheffield Tigers to move off the bottom of the Sports Insure Premiership table. The Panthers covered well for the absence of Niels Christian Everson, who is out due to injury, and also so Artem Laguta ruled out after three rides with an ankle injury after a tangle with his own teammate Chris Harris. Benjamin Basso getting 12, Ben Cook 10 plus 1, topping the Panthers score chart as their reserves dominated. Cook's total being added to by rising star Jordan Jenkins on 9 plus 2. Tobias Mujalak piled up the points with 16 for the Tigers, but the absence of Ty Wuffenden a big concern for the Ollerton side ahead of the playoffs. In a moment we'll hear from Rob Lyon. First of all, Sheffield manager Simon Stead speaking to Hayley Bromley on BS we were beaten by the better team tonight and uh, we have to sometimes hold your hand up and say we weren't good enough uh, and we weren't um, we were missing the brilliance of, of Ty Wuffenden uh, the, the display that he put on last time he was here could have made all the difference but he isn't here and we weren't able to cover him um, and we suffered for that so um, yeah fair play to Rob and his boys they got the job done um, 
we need to regroup. Uh, we need a better performance on Thursday and then I look forward to the playoffs. Rob, three points in the bag tonight. Playoffs out of reach, but still, you must be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, very happy. I mean, uh, like we said, from when we had this team sorted, the aim was to win you know, the, major- or the majority of our home matches and... Uh, so far, we've done that. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, it's going good. So we've got what, two, three more left. And if we can continue in that vein, then that'll uh, you know, finish it on a nice nice note. Definitely. And uh, you touched on it just before heat number 15 there. You compensated beautifully for the absence of Niels Christian Everson. And in heat number 13, you must be proud of Jordan Jenkins after Artem Laguta, unfortunately, uh, withdrew. But uh, any update on what's happening with Artem? We know he took a bit of a knock in heat number 10. Yeah, the ankle's swollen up. Uh, I think he went out with adrenaline in that rerun and came back in and the, the ankle was swollen. And the medics advised that he gets it checked out, um, maybe x-rayed, which I think he's going to do tomorrow. And then we'll uh, make a call on it from there, really. So we can't really say for certain if he'll be with you on Thursday, but we're keeping our fingers crossed that he will be? He certainly wants to be here, but... Yeah, we've got to wait and see tomorrow, really. Well, I mean, for that, for the, to have to compensate for that in the late stages, I mean, the, the margin in the end, 53-37, perfect score, really. Yeah, like, comfortable. And I said when we rode Sheffield here last time, we were looking to get the bonus point. And, you know, whereas in the past we can't buy a win, you know. So it's, uh, it's just a confidence thing. And like I say, the, the boys are, are going well as a team. And, um, you know, other teams are going to come here now and have been doing and thinking, well, you know, Peterborough looks strong now maybe one of the strongest in the league and we're going to finish near the bottom but that's the way it goes yeah hugely frustrating for Rob Lyon you can imagine how the league table might have looked if Kings Lynn and Peterborough started the season how they're ending it because uh, talk about topsy-turvy seasons but uh, both of the sides have been on terrific form lately Uh, let's hear now just to round off this section from Steve Worrell of the Wolverhampton Wolves who got his opportunity to race on the world's biggest stage in the Speedway Grand Prix at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff on Saturday it was an evening of uh, mixed fortunes with a tumble in his first ride but eventually getting some points on the board and certainly an experience he has learned a lot from let's hear it from Steve Worrell with Ryan Guest let's reflect on, on Saturday at, uh, at Cardiff as well obviously the, the, the Grand Prix experience in front of that uh, crowd at the Principality Stadium uh, first and foremost before we come on to, to, to the race in itself what was it like to actually be involved in the end uh, it's just something that you can't really describe you know it's even just from, you know, the organising things for the practice, you know, you, you get in the pits and everyone's there super early and there's so much to do. And like, it, I feel like over both days it's been so exhausting, you know, because there's just so much to do and, yeah, and, and then you've got to go out and race, you know, in front of all the fans and deal with all that emotion, you know. It's, um, it's a tough weekend, but, you know, really opened my eyes to, you know, the... What it, you know, we'll all sit on the sofa on a Saturday with a takeaway and watch a Grand Prix, you know, like, and, and you you sit there and you think, oh, I be all right, you know. Um, but no, it makes you realise that, like, you see Max tonight. Max is a Grand Prix rider, and he he was untouchable, and and that's the level that you're dealing with. Um, personally, I was, you know, I can look back on it now and think, you know. I would have done this or maybe I should have done this and uh, you know literally I, I woke up the next morning and I wish I could have redone the whole day again you know because uh, there's certain things I do differently and certain things that I would I would handle things in a different way you know um and not not so much that it's the the mental side of it as well you know you sit on that um you know the the thing before the where you sit with the helmet colors on and all that and um 
you're off gate four and you've got Bartos Marzik on three and maybe Freddie Lingren on two and it's getting round that mentally which is hard you know we, we I'm used to being in the championship and in the premiership and you don't see them guys and then all of a sudden you sat there these, this person who you've watched on a Saturday with a takeaway um, suddenly you sat next to him which you know it's that getting over that mentally and you know I felt like as the night went on you know I relaxed into it a little more and you know kind of I do respect the riders obviously of course we do the you know they're the guys we all look, look up to but at that level you have to lose respect for them you know they, they become opponents they become the enemy basically and you know you slowly have to start losing respect for them and I felt like as the night went on you know I kind of like you'd sit next to them guys and they wouldn't be oh it's such a body you know they you slowly start to to get over that and you know that's where I, where I go back to I wish when I woke up I wish I could do it all again because I wouldn't be looking at it like that it'd be different like you didn't want it to be a one-off anyway but because of the way you're speaking there that must make you strive and even more determined to make sure it does happen again that's it you know like um, attention turns now to next year you know British final and get that wild card and that's that's my plan again yeah, and a word on the event itself. Obviously, there was a lot of talk, a lot of speculation in the build-up, what the crowd was going to be, etc. Um, but nevertheless, the, a great turnout, a great atmosphere, and, and the racetrack was superb as well. Yeah, you know, we were hearing rumours before that oh, only 7,000 people bought tickets or whatever, but, you know, it, it looked like a healthy crowd to me. There was plenty of people there, you know, the, just trying to walk from the hotel to the stadium. You know, that in itself was a big job, you know, getting stopped all the time, which is brilliant, you know, it, it's new, you know, like I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, no, there, there was plenty of people there. You know, it was, you can't say that it was it was a bad event. Uh, the track was fantastic. You know, that you could see that they've learnt a lot from last year. Uh, you know, Warsaw this year, they had that right. The track was perfect. And I think they've brought a lot of that to here. And, um, you know, there wasn't no ruts, wasn't no holes. The racing was brilliant. There was a lot of passing and, you know, the crowd, was, the crowd enjoyed it. So... Um, you know the dates are already out for next year so hopefully everyone gets behind it and that date for your diary is the 17th of August 2024 for the FIM Speedway Grand Prix of Great Britain back at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff you've got almost a year's notice uh, so plenty of time to make your plans so uh, 17th of August next year Cardiff it was a terrific event this year if you didn't attend you did miss out because the racing was great the track was unbelievable really the, the quality of the racing we saw and next year I'm told the track will be even bigger still, so uh, further improvements to come. Do not miss it. Add it in your diary at the very least so that you don't forget. Okay, next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we will hear from Thomas Jorgensen. Uh, Quite an emotional interview, actually, with Thomas Jorgensen, detailing his injuries that he sustained. He had a broken neck uh, recently, and that has put paid to his season, of course. But we'll hear about uh, his current progress as he battles back to fitness. And also, we're going to catch up with Paco Castagna in the airport as he gets ready to jet in for a very busy week of meetings with the Edinburgh Monarchs as we head rapidly in the Cab Direct Championship to the cut-off date for fixtures to be completed with Edinburgh battling to get their place in the Cab Direct Championship playoffs. Can they do it? They've got a very busy week ahead, including a double header. We will hear from the Pac-Man very soon indeed on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast.
Welcome back. Now we're going to turn the attention to Thomas Jorgensen, of course, who is a bit of a British speedway stalwart these days, but in 2023 riding for the Kingsland Stars and the Berwick Bandits. And it was with the Berwick Bandits that Thomas Jorgensen sustained his injury at the end of July. He fell awkwardly racing for the Bandits in a championship match at Edinburgh on the Friday night. And after lengthy on-track treatment, he ended up being transported to Falkirk's Fourth Valley Hospital, where scans revealed he'd broken vertebrae in his neck and back. Goes without saying, this, of course, is a very serious injury. And Thomas was uh, back at the track for the first time earlier than the uh, last week or so. And Ryan Guest caught up with Thomas Jorgensen to talk about the injury and the road to recovery. Well, Thomas Jorgensen, just over a, a month since that uh, horrific crash for yourself now, first and foremost, how are you holding up? How are you keeping? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Thank you. It's a slow progress. Um, it's the first meeting uh, here today I'm at, uh, obviously, as a spectator. Uh, so, um, yeah, I've, I've just been bedbound for a long time. Um, I've, I've still not managed to sleep in a bloody, well, I'll say bedbound, chair bound. I'm sleeping in a chair constantly. I can't even lay down on my back. And uh, but yeah, it's this bit massive progress, you know. I'm I'm up walking about and that, and uh, I can't complain, you know. I'm lucky to actually be walking, you know. So yeah, so um, yeah, it's been a month with with since the crash. So I just have to take take the time and see how it goes. Like you say it's one thing being injured, being on the sidelines, but this is this is a lot more than that. It's it's almost life changing, certainly in the short term. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, as I said, I'm. You know, I'm, I'm lucky to get away with uh, with what could have been uh, life-changing completely. You know, uh, this is only obviously permanent for a short while, and um, I just have to stick with it. And I'm having to wear this neck brace for for 12 weeks. Already had it on for four, so um, another eight weeks to go. And um, I'm hoping to to um, to shave two weeks off. But uh, yeah, that's just I'm just hoping. You know, it's doing heading a bit this neck brace and. Uh, but uh, I'm going for another CT scan um, next month, the 14th of September, and we'll see how that goes. They're just going to do a complete scan of my, my whole spine uh, up to, to my neck, obviously, and um, and then see how it's healing and that. Yeah. Um, like yeah. you say, it's a, a lot of support at home, which which obviously oh, yeah. right, right now you need, but also from the Speedway community. I know there's uh, been messages galore and, and yeah. all sorts of uh, do- donations raised as well. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the Speedo world, when, when this happens, they all come to, you all lot come together, and I can't thank you, everybody, enough for it. And, you know, I've, uh, it's a massive support, and not only financial, but also uh, the messages and that it's... Uh, it's hard to get back to everybody, and I've, uh, I think I've nearly finished it off now, texting everybody back. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, I'm just grateful to to uh, for all the support, you know. And uh, not many sports you get this support. Um, you know, some some people, uh, you know, it's it's a funny sport, but when it's like that, you know, we all we all stick together, and it's just been amazing. And it about sums it up for, for your two clubs as well. It's been an injury hit year for, yeah. for both Kingsley and Berwick, hasn't it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, at Lynn, we, it's been, you know, now after I uh, I came off a week later, um, um, Nicola Clint came off and virtually did, did more or less similar with the, with the neck uh, neck injury as I had. And uh, I think he's uh, he's a bit better off, um, um, which is good. So, um, yeah, and, and obviously at Berwick as well with Rory and, and it's... Um, it's just been a season to forget, really. Uh, personally, I've, I've just been—I didn't think it could get any worse. Uh, before my injury, it's 
I, you know, I managed to before just before the injury happened, I managed to get it going a bit and got my engines uh, tweaked and uh, I, I sort of showed a few good results. Went to Edinburgh and, and this happened, so that was just a cherry on the top. Like um, I did, I really didn't think it could get any worse, but obviously, you know, it did. But um, yeah, I'll, we'll be back next year and. Um, I'm, uh, I'll definitely be back. Uh, I don't want to give up like this. Um, I've obviously thought about it uh, about half an hour. No, I, I did. I did lay in the ambulance and I thought. You know, got to the hospital and that. And you know, I think when you're not much pain, you think, oh, this. You know, you've had enough. But but um, after a day or two, you know, it's like somebody switched a light uh, light switch and. Uh, and I, I had different thoughts about getting back as as soon as possible, really. And obviously, I know it's gonna be be a while yet, but season has come to sort of an end anyway. So I'm just focused on getting fully fit and recover for for next year. Well, Thomas, first and foremost, it's great to see you back track side once again, and we wish you a full and speedy recovery. Thank you very much. Great to hear from Thomas Jorgensen, and still a long way to go, but uh, it could have ended a whole lot worse. And uh, best wishes to him and whatever the future has in store in Speedway but he's desperate to get back now uh, on the subject of Edinburgh loosely of course that might be where uh, Thomas Jorgensen's crash uh, happened but uh, Edinburgh Monarchs have also suffered themselves from injury and that uh, really hampering their efforts in the Cab Direct Championship and that's where we turn now because it's a big week ahead for the Edinburgh Monarchs who do actually welcome back one key rider Lassa Fredrickson makes a return after a lengthy spell on the sidelines as the Monarchs go into three crucial home matches in the week to secure a place in the playoffs and they couldn't come much bigger really because on the Wednesday they face the Pool Pirates and then a double header against their playoff rivals Plymouth and then Birmingham so a big week in store and I'm very pleased to say that joining us from the airport as he gets ready to jet in to uh, take part in uh, those fixtures is the Edinburgh Monarchs star Paco Castagna. Hiya Paco, well thanks for joining us first of all in the airport. I know that uh, you've not got much time because your plane's on the way soon but um, it's a big week ahead for you but just going back, I mean you were going really well, you had this injury and you battled back to get yourself fit again in time for the Grand Prix race-off and quite a big fixture to make you come back in, really. Yeah, well, to be honest, you know, that was the, the main plan. That was the goal. You know, in the moment that I got uh, I got injured, uh, obviously I uh, I wanted to get back to that, you know, GP challenge after qualifying, not getting any wildcards or anything. Just qualifying was, uh, was insane. You know, it was the best result of my career. So, you know, I wanted to get back for that meeting and... Uh, and and I did that, so it was absolutely beautiful. You know, two months off the bike and only doing one meeting at Radka the week before was uh, was obviously very difficult. You know, injuries can be can be you know they're never good. They can be bad and very bad, but you know they're never good. So you know, I had a I had a quite a complicated injury that uh, luckily didn't require any operation on it. So you know, came back after a month and a half, say two months, and uh, went to the GP Challenge. Not uh, expecting too much for myself, but just trying to go there and, uh, and learn uh, as much as I could, uh, you know, from that level of meeting. So it's uh, now on the flip side, uh, heading into the Cab Direct Championship playoffs. Um, still not secure yet for the Edinburgh Monarchs. You do probably have the advantage going into them, but certainly a busy 48 hours ahead for you with uh, two meetings in one day as well coming up on Friday, which is going to be a big day. 
yeah, obviously now I'm actually at the airport waiting for my uh, <laughs> to 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 board the plane. So you know, uh, busy, busy. I'm 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 happy because you know I wanted to get busy straight away after the injury um, to get back to you know not 100 where I was before because obviously that takes time. But I'm I'm feeling good on the bike already after only like three four meetings, um, and now we got you know one huge week for Edinburgh trying to clinch the playoffs and. And obviously, you know, Wednesday, it's it's a very important meeting, but it's not the most important of the week. Obviously, Friday is going to be hugely important. We need to win and uh, and, and try to clinch that spot for, uh, for you know, the, the playoffs. And then obviously, we all know that once you get into the playoffs, uh, anything can happen. I know this is just the way that fate has dealt it, but it couldn't really be any bigger, could it, Paco, that you've got pool pirates on Wednesday, but then that double header against your direct rivals in the form of the Plymouth Gladiators and the Birmingham Brummies. It's all going to be sorted out on Friday night at Armadale in front of what no doubt will be you know, a big crowd and the notorious home advantage the Monarchs uh, have. You, you must be uh, really relishing this. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's... Uh... That's it. You said it. You, I think. I think. I've never done a double header before, but Friday is going to be, you know, high pressure. Need to score points and, and need to win kind of situation. But on the other side, you know, we um we race for that and and you know we prepare ourselves for that kind of meetings. Uh, I think. I think that uh, we had that fantastic news here that Lasse is going to be back in the, in the team this week, and and that's that's going to be hugely important for us. Uh, obviously, he's gonna he's gonna try on, on on Wednesday and see how that goes, and then obviously, you know, Friday is gonna be a big uh, a big uh, match, what well, two big matches, and again, as you said, you know, to to race against your direct rivals, that's just making it uh, even more interesting and, and giving us a bit more pressure. But on the other side, you know, and, and we are expected to win. I know that you've been out for a couple of months injured, but taking into account everything else that's happened to you this year, you must look back at this season as being one of the good ones because um, Italian champion again, um, you got to the Grand Prix race-off, um, you also uh, have had appearances in the Premiership, you became a bit of a folk hero with uh, some of the Bellevue fans at one point, so there's lots of good stuff from this year to take away. Well, to be honest, I think that so far, even with the injury, I think it's the best season I've had so far, you know, during and uh, during you know the whole lot of my career i've done lots of big meetings but it was a one-off you know in one year and a one-off in, the other, in another year well this year it was uh very good you know starting from the first meeting the you know argentinian championship and then come back and straight away hammering it down and, and and doing big meetings you know i was doing good for edinburgh uh before my injury open meetings around europe i was doing very very well uh I was in contact with Polish clubs as well, and uh, then obviously the injury hit me. But you know, I came back already, and, and again, I'm I'm let's say virtually in the top 30 in the world. Even if uh, many people can say something against it, but you know, when you qualify for meetings like that, <laughs> that gives the the right to say it. And uh, in Europe, I've, I've done well, and we just qualified for the European Pals final as well in Hungary. Um, you know, I feel I feel like. I'm doing great, and I like what you said about you. You know, I love that place. I love the fans, to be honest, because they are they they open the arms, as as we say in Italy to us and to, to me. So it was beautiful to go there and race and actually do well in my 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 appearances there. And you know, I really really hope that uh, Leon can give me a call back. And you know, I feel like I want to be back in 
in the top league. I wanna I wanna race there. I never raced there in full league. So I wanna be in a full uh, full season doing two like two leagues, championship and premiership. And I feel like I've uh, I deserve it. I feel like I'm I'm good enough to do it. So now I'm just waiting for the for the phone to ring. I was gonna say really next question. You know, it's it's getting to the this part of the season where teams are getting built now and and you're very much up for riding in both leagues yeah but uh, as well if you think about it my, my average is, is is perfect I think it's perfect for our reserve spot I think it's perfect for the championship I'm, I'm doing okay uh, people know I'm, I'm capable and just the fact that I had an injury in the middle that uh, kind of blocked it but I'm um, I'm finding my feet uh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I deserve it so I'm just kind of waiting to see if, if somebody's going to give me a call I would love uh, uh, you know just because I had an experience there Lemo to give me a call back because he's the one that gave me an experience first gave me the first shot so fair play to him for trying it and, uh, and I want to be back there but uh, you know there are many great clubs in the top league so you know never happened before so why not uh, why not already from 2024 from the start of the season yeah I better let you go Paco because it sounds like they're calling you for your flight now and <laughs> I don't want the situation where it's um, could yeah. uh, could Mr Castagna make himself known to the uh, to the cabin crew please because uh, your flight's about to depart I think Alec Harkus would be beside himself if uh, if you didn't make it I tell you we're going to have nightmares in a minute if he knows I'm not I'm missing the plane <laughs> no but I'm uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a, to a big, big week. I want to qualify for the playoffs with the team uh, and just give back to the fans that have been very, very patient with us, with the injuries, with everything. You know, they've been very patient all year. We've done very bad because of the injuries as well. So it will be great to give them something back by qualifying to the playoffs and, and giving them, you know, just a bit of uh, like a bit of success, which, you know, I feel like qualifying for the playoffs is, uh, is a great thing. So, you know, Let's let's board the plane. Let's go. Let's go to Edinburgh and have a good week and, and see where uh, where that takes us. Okay, well, thanks for joining us, Paco. Safe flight and um, all the best for your uh, your busy week ahead for the Edinburgh Monarchs this week. Appreciate it, and uh, see you soon, mate. Ciao, ciao. Cheers, Paco Castagna. Well, let's. Um, here from the opposite side of the fence from one of those double header fixtures on Friday. Of course, the Birmingham Brummies will be the final league fixture for the Edinburgh Monarchs on Friday after they've raced against the Plymouth Gladiators. And we can hear now from Stuart Dixon, the Birmingham team manager, who admits that things not necessarily have gone to plan so far, but it's not done and dusted just yet in the Cab Direct Championship. He's been speaking to Ryan Guest. So Wednesday night, uh, the final regular home fixture of the season for, for the Brummies against Plymouth as well. Obviously, the, the playoff hopes looking looking faint and, and outside now. But nevertheless, uh, it'd be great to, to go out on a high. It certainly would be. To, to, you want to, if it is to be our last match, Ryan, we, we certainly want to win it. You know, what I mean, um, uh, you know, the form has been indifferent, shall we say, since I come in. It's been, you know, there's been a bit of inconsistency, and I think that's been a, a problem. We've strengthened up, but we've not strengthened up enough for my liking. Uh, without you know having a pop at anybody, but um, it was it was just. It was just tough to, to turn it to what to what I wanted. Uh, no, no, without trying, we were all trying. Myself, Nigel Lawrence, we're all we working at it in the background. Uh, and unfortunately, we, we never quite got the personnel which, which we needed, which I felt we needed. But um, as you say, on Wednesday we've got a chance to, to get a win. If it is our, our goodbyes for this season, you want to finish with a win in front of your home support, and hopefully the home support will come out come out and cheer us over the line. I was going to say because it's particularly that that home form which looks like it is going to prove costly, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt. Um, the problem. 
problem being is, you know, we have lost far too many. In fact, to, you know, you go to Redcast to score 44, to go to Berwick and score, I think it was 50 points, we go to Berwick, you know, with, with, with the good performances elsewhere as well. But the problem's been, you, you need to, you can't be losing, you know, 80% of your home matches. And that's and that's where the problem lies with Birmingham this season, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know you kind of understood the situation you were coming into at Birmingham, but nevertheless, has it been even tougher than you first imagined? It has. I know there's no magic wand, but... Um, when I come in and we got the initial result against Berwick, you know, I thought, you know, but then, but, but, but one week later, you know, was it a Nick Morris situation? I think, you know, which 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 never helped. Um, certainly never helped, and I think that that was ups, upsetting for a lot of the team and, and for what happened that night with Nick as well. And you know, Glasgow obviously destroyed us that night, but they, they may be a bet as anyway because you know I, I I did think even when I'm putting the team together, reshaping a wee bit that when I looked I, I looked at two or three teams, and I thought it was, they'll still still be tough to beat. I I, I do know my speed when I know I'm not going to be kidding that one, but and it, it never helped and. What I did see was it's funny how the conference when it was drained when then then pool came I think the following week and tr- you know try to get the lads back up you know with some good exceptional guest performances and some good you know some good performances on the road a couple of decent performances but it's it's just that it, it seemed to be that if you lose if we lose the first three or four heats the conference seems to really go through and I was finding it difficult to, to lift the boys because they're not after can't be kidded and if they're no comfortable with the track it doesn't matter what I say it's not going to make any difference and and you can say words to them but they can suss you if you really mean it or you don't riders are no daft well some of them are no you know what I mean <laughs> well looking at the upcoming fixtures then in the Cab Direct Championship Wednesday it's a clash of uh, the Birmingham Brummies up against the Plymouth Gladiators Edinburgh hosting the Pool Pirates and then on Friday another busy evening with uh, Edinburgh up against the Plymouth Gladiators and then up against Birmingham in that double header that we've uh, heard all about a big one at Ashfield as Glasgow host Oxford in a clash that is set to decide uh, potentially decide at least top spots in the Cab Direct Championship and certainly uh, decide who finishes where at the very top of the Cab Direct Championship that fixture between Glasgow and Oxford will be live on BSN on Friday night Scunthorpe versus Berwick also on Friday and then on Saturday it's Berwick versus Plymouth so uh, a busy time ahead rounding off on Sunday with Redcar versus Glasgow a 5pm start time at uh, the Echo Arena there so a uh, busy time ahead in the Cab Direct Championship as everything gets wrapped up and we head in towards the playoffs in the next part of No Breaks No Fear we'll hear from Chris Morton after his mighty mission completed at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff he's on the way next No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast Right now, we are joined by Speedway Royalty in this final section. Chris Morton has undertaken an epic trip from the National Speedway Stadium in Manchester to Cardiff's Principality Stadium over the course of a few days leading up to the British Grand Prix and, of course, ending on the Saturday before the event itself. It was all in aid of the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund and uh, in doing so, so far, Mort's mighty mission has raised over £6,500 
but still, it's not too late for you to help him on his ultimate mission to raise £15,000 for the charity dedicated to helping injured Speedway riders, both of the present and of the past as well. And we heard from Thomas Jorgensen just a few moments before, and um, you can hear the kind of help and the sort of things that these riders go through when the worst really does happen in Speedway. I'm pleased to say Chris Morton joins us now. Chris, um, I'm sure you're recovering well, but uh, it was quite an epic mission, not just in distance, but also the terrain you were on as well. It was uh, it was it was quite heavy work at points, wasn't it? Yeah. uh, Hi, Ian and uh, and all the listeners. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm just in in a in a bit of recovery at the minute, but um, getting over the longest ride I've ever done anyway. So uh, it was. Yeah, and, and Wales is, is well known for its hills, uh, and we encountered a few of those, which um, at the time seemed to go on and on. on, and on. You, know, you go around a bend and you think, oh no, it's still going up. And um, yeah, there was a few of those moments where, where you're thinking, whose idea was this? But, you know, it's very pleased that we did it. It's um, helped the Ben Fund for awareness and funds. So uh, it's... Yeah, sort of enjoyed it in a, in a strange way, but also um, quite proud that we that we were able to do it as well. So, who, whose idea was it then? Was it was it totally yours? Where where did the the whole idea for this mighty mission come come about? Yeah, it was uh, completely my own my own idea. In fact, um, I, I don't know if you you remember whether you covered uh, John Curtis doing the walk from Ipswich. Yes, to yeah. uh, uh, to the national to to. The Principality Stadium last last year. Um, well, it was announced at the the, the World Riders uh, dinner in uh, uh, last last year. It was announced that um, they'd done this and he'd raised some funds. And I just thought, well, is there something I could do? Um, and, uh, and I thought, well, you know, I like cycling. Um, maybe do a bit more and a bit of training. I could probably manage to ride from the National Speedway Stadium to uh, the Principality, which seemed to have a a kind of link in in that uh, you know it's built on Speedway Stadium to um, a permanent stadium to a to a temporary stadium. So um, yeah, it seemed like a good idea at the time, and turned out to be quite a good idea. But um, yeah, it was it was a tough old ride. Yeah, and, and you were staying over in various places. I know you had at least one night yeah. camping out as well, didn't you? So you were you were sort of exposed to the elements throughout. So it was all a bit of an adventure from that point of view too. Yeah, it was, and I didn't want it to, you know, it, it didn't want to be too easy. But I'm I'm getting on a bit, so uh, I decided that the best way of doing it would be to keep the distances reasonable, that were manageable, you know. Uh, and so we were doing 70, 60, 70 miles a day, um, and as that worked out, knowing I knew we need to get there for the Saturday, so leaving on the Wednesday, which gave us effectively three full days of, of riding, uh, and on the Saturday, basically half a day, a bit of a um, a romp, really, from um, you know, from Newport to Cardiff. Uh, and so I also, so we, we stayed at a hotel in uh, Shrewsbury on the first night, after do, having done uh, what was uh, 60, 68 miles, 70 miles, really. So that was on the first day. Um, I thought it'd be a good idea to get the uh, a good bulk of it out of the way by doing 70 mile on the first day, which fitted in well with, with Shrewsbury, um, and, and it reduced down from from 70. We did about 60 on the second day, 
and it was about 50 on the last day. But not knowing what hills we were going to be going over, um, it didn't. The, the fact that it was a little bit shorter didn't make it any any easier because it got it actually got harder because on the last day there was a climb that was say the last day on the the day we got to Newport uh, from Hay on Wye. The, there was a climb that was um, over 1,800 feet, 806, 1,806 feet climbing. Um, which was quite a tough climb over over it was about four miles, so it was uh was fairly steep. You sort of run out of gear and with gears and on you know, the smallest gear you can get and and also the legs are are getting tired, so it gets tougher and tougher as the higher we get. Yeah, certainly so. And then you arrived at the Principality Stadium on the Saturday morning. I was actually walking down Westgate Street as you came flying down there oh, with right. all the guys as you arrived. Is <laughs> completely coincidentally, I just I was just yeah. approaching um, Paul Ackroyd. I could see him, and it's like, oh, and he said, oh, they're here now. And then well, there, you, yeah, there, yeah. there you there you came, and, and then you were in, and you you did a lap of the the track in the stadium as well with uh, Phil Morris waving the checkered flag. We did, yes. That was, that was great. I mean, the, the, I've got to say, you know, that the support we've had from 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 the organisers at Cardiff has been brilliant. You know, and obviously uh, Phil Morris, he's the, the, like the the main man who's who's in charge of running the show from from our side. Uh, he's been he was incredibly helpful, and uh, Amanda Castagna as well um, was 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 in great full support of, of what we what we were doing. Uh, and so, because it doesn't really work without without people like that that get behind it, it's um, it becomes very difficult to get your point across. But uh, as as it was, uh, the, the support from them was 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 actually incredible, and very grateful for that. Um, and so, yeah, it was a success. Uh, it, it was um, it was quite a it was a tough ride, I've got to say, but uh, still, it was a successful event. Yeah, well, you've raised um, six and a half thousand pounds up to this point, but of course, yeah, it's uh, now. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, still open, and uh, any donations, yeah. however large or small, still welcome. And that's on the Just Giving page. If uh, people search for is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mort's Mighty Mission, you can you can donate there and, and support it. Tell us about yeah. the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund, as far as you're concerned, though, Chris, and 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 how perhaps you've you've seen benefit from it either personally or or with friends, because of course you started the the whole ride off. Uh, being accompanied by uh, Ricky Ashworth, didn't you, around the, the track yeah, at the Na- yeah, National we Speedway well Stadium? Yeah, the, I mean, the Ben Fund, I don't know, I mean, it does more than than, than I realise it does because there's lots of riders all, over the years that, uh, that have got injured in various ways. Um, and what it manages to do, the Ben Fund, if you've got a rider who's got an injury and he can't ride for a few months uh, and, and he's you know, it ends up in with financial issues because of that. And it can help them get through to, to them starting riding again. And at the other end of the scale, as, as we know, there's lots of riders who have suffered injuries that have meant that, one, that they can't ride again uh, and maybe made, made life difficult for them to to adapt into the um, into the outside world. And so it, it helps those as well. Uh, we, we do, when we go to events, we see quite a few uh, ex riders who uh, unfortunately they're in wheelchairs, uh, and so it, and it gives us support. So you know, just from from what I've said there, you can see that it looks after a lot of a lot of people around in and around Speedway. And so because 
the thing is, once they've, they've helped some of these people, their, their lives have to carry on. So sometimes they will need a, a, a bit of further help on maybe changing changing things in in the property where they live to help them uh, be able to live the life as normal as possible. And so it it is a, a fund that, that needs constant um, tension, money coming into it because it uh, it, it continues to help uh, the people that it, that it's that it feels uh, that, that need the help and um, that, that it wants to you know the, the fund really wants to do the best it can for anyone who's been involved with speedway and has, and has, has, has suffered uh, because of their uh, you know desire to entertain and, and ride speedway because we, we all we all come into it aware that it was dangerous and uh, you know hoping that, that, that it isn't going to be one that we are not going to be the one that, that, that gets injured but but riders do I was very fortunate I never had to call on the Ben Fund but um, I had a few injuries and I was perhaps fortunate not to have uh, any major injuries Yes and, and um, of course a couple of examples this season we've got Thomas Jorgensen at the moment for example on the sidelines who uh, yeah. suffered a broken neck and, and he's he was back at the track uh, on Monday night to, to, to watch on which is fantastic to see and then on the other yeah. um, end of the spectrum you've got X-Riders um, Gary Havelock um, and also Alan Rossiter two um, X-Riders notable characters in Speedway who yeah. have, have had operations to help them in in their conditions that have affected them, you know, long after they've they've retired from the sport. So, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right, and, and that's something that the um, I think the, the the fund itself is is very proud of the fact that, that it can it can help these people, and and, uh, and that comes from the public. You know, it's a it's a charity that's uh, funded by by Speedway itself, and so. Um, Awareness of it is, is very, very important. That was one of the things with this. The plan was to try and raise 15,000. The Just Giving page doesn't show the full picture because that's, there's, there's other other um, donations have been made directly as well. So we're, we're still hoping that we can, we can achieve our original target. But it, also the idea was to, to make people aware of what, the, of what it does and one that it exists for a start. Um, and that uh, it's it's an essential um, fund for a, quite a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if everybody listening to this podcast donates five pounds, you'll absolutely smash that target right now. Well, yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what it needs. It needs. It needs. It does need that. You know, it's um, we all enjoy watching our speedway, um, and the guys that are doing it. Some of them have to pay a pay a price for that and aren't able to carry on. And it's uh, you know that's. Uh, I think we all have a bit of a responsibility to consider that uh, you know these guys are taking risks for our entertainment. Absolutely. Right, so we're just giving, you can Google it, Mort's Mighty Mission. Uh, you can donate yeah. that way or through the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund main website. They've got all the information there. Um, Mort, before yeah. you go, obviously, let's just talk about um, the uh, Speedway you've seen this season. Um, at Bellevue, of course, reigning champions, and they are assured of top spot now going into the playoffs. And yeah, it lo- like it, yeah. it's yeah. looking like uh, Leicester at this moment in time for Bellevue in, in the semi finals, it seems. 
teams that Leicester they okay. need the aggregate point on Thursday, which they're twenty four points up at this moment at time of recording. So, um, oh, right, so that, that looks pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's fairly yeah. fairly decent, yeah. isn't it? So, uh, looking forward to another yeah. strong finish. Yeah, it certainly looks that way. I mean, Bellevue are, are a, a strong team. There's no real weakness within the team. Um, from what I've I've seen, I don't I don't go every week, but when I do go uh, and I follow the, the scores, yeah, Bellevue are, are looking very strong and very much like they were last year. So um, the playoffs are tough, though. You know, it, it's, uh, it gives opportunity to for, for some teams to to kind of gather themselves together and uh, and put on a a good fight. So yeah, there's nothing. It's not over until it's over, as they say. Uh, but Bellevue. I imagine they're going to be going into it favourites. They, they certainly will be, and I think, of course, Sheffield were um, previously perhaps considered favourites, losing Ty Woffenden and, and unable to get a replacement for him, even though he's trying to come back, I think, for the end of the season, but uh, that is uh, yeah. potentially a bit of an issue. On the subject of the National Speedway Stadium, you were involved in its development. Um, uh, we've seen this year, I think, in, in fact, every year, I think, we've seen more and more lines open up, riders becoming more and more aware of the different things you can get out of it. We've been lucky to see yes. some of the world's best riding it now. Um, currently, of course, you've got Dan Bewley as, as a Bellevue ace, but now with riders yeah. like Emil Saifutinov, we've had Laguta on there, uh, Robert Lambert, and it must be fantastic to see the world's best really giving it a go around that circuit that you spent so long working out. Yeah, it is. It's great. I mean, whenever every time I go there, I just um, uh, you know, I'm very impressed with the way with the way it's ridden for a start, uh, and it does for me. Uh, it does everything that, that I kind of intended for it to do because it, it, it included in there. I mean, it just looks like a speedway track, but there's there's a lot of um, work went into the design of it and 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 the profiles and and the, the way. It, the way the different lines are, the different lines come from the the, the way the the banking is, and so um, for it to deliver the speedway the way it does is it, it, it makes me feel good about it because it yeah it, we do there isn't a meeting I don't think that goes by even sometimes you know track speedway tracks sometimes are a bit flat uh, flat as in you know they, they don't create a lot of racing but there's 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 very rare you get a meeting at Bellevue where there isn't a few fantastic races where you've got all four riders having, having a go, um, and yeah, it just it does develop good racing, which which I, I like to see um, as many others do. And 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 it built into that was the idea of making it so that I always thought rode on the principle that um, that you know if you feel safe, then you, then you will race and ride hard, um, and that's what I think Bellevue is able to do. This allows riders who are racers to to just concentrate on the racing and not consider too much about um, are they taking a risk or not. You know, that I think we see them um, riding at their limit. And I think, of course, the location being in Manchester, um, rain does affect things. But we've seen as well that the way that the drainage systems work, which is something that people probably won't pay much attention to. It sounds really dull, but it's been really, really important that, you know, organisers such as Phil Morris, you know, who's now uh, overseeing the Premiership, but also when the major events have been there, Speedway of Nations, which I don't know, potentially will be back at some point. 
um, you know, that, that, that there is a, a higher threshold, a higher limit that you can get away with with water, as we saw in the British final, where some other tracks yeah. probably wouldn't cope with that. No, and that was, um, again, you know, when we were looking at how, how we were going to um, create this uh, speedway track, uh, went to a lot of different venues, um, and one thing that had always impressed me was, uh, which, which you know, I know Manchester gets a bit of stick for rain, but Voyans is one that manages to run speedway after having torrential uh, downpours, and so we looked at their drainage system and the way that way that that works, and um, that was one of the inspirations was was how their drainage system worked, and so um, yeah, that's something that's quite important to have a, a very good drainage system. Um, otherwise, you end up with water laying on the track, creating bigger problems for you. Yeah, absolutely. It works terrifically well, and uh, well done yeah. for your work on it, and uh, well done for the work with the with the Ben Fund and the and the Mighty Mission. Have you put the bike away now, or are you still pedalling away? No, not at the moment. No, I'll, I'll probably get. I'll leave it a week for for a ride, a ride again, just to uh, give me a good chance to recover. <laughs> Good Hopefully. stuff. I think you've so, you've earned the rest. Have you got any plans to do anything else yeah. in future? Do you think, or uh, are you passing the baton uh, not on? Not at the now? moment, but I would like to do something. I'll probably have a chat with with, with uh, Paul Ackroyd and if there's uh, we'll caught with some other idea. Good. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Awesome. Well, look, thanks a lot Watch for uh, chatting to us, Chris. It's been great speaking to you as always, and uh, well done for all the money you've raised so far for for the Ben Fund and, and more to come as well. Thanks, Ian, and thank you to everybody for for the support and uh, all, all the uh, you know the people who put donations into it. It's, it's very much appreciated. And once again, if you do want to donate to Mort's Mighty Mission, I'll put the link in the description of the podcast so you can click on that and go there um but um it'll be fantastic uh, whatever you can spare but as i say if everybody listens to this podcast through the course of this week let alone this month um chips five quid in then more will more than exceed his uh, his target so uh, let's see let's see what we can do together eh? just search online google mort's mighty mission just giving page and that should come up or you can go to the speedway riders benevolent fund um, webpage as well and and donate from there uh rounding things up then before we go just to talk about the national development league a uh, few meetings happening through the course of this week league leaders oxford back in action at cowley on wednesday against kent playoff hopefuls bellevue and leicester meeting manchester on friday bit of a must win that one for the uh, colts and the Lion Cubs then face Workington in a double header with league and cup business to attend to on Saturday. Mildenhall still chasing the top two. They host the Comets on Sunday, the same day sees uh, Kent face Edinburgh at midday. It's a pretty chaos at this moment in time with everybody catching up uh, lost fixtures really from earlier in the summer when the rain affected the program so lots of speedway ahead and we look forward to rounding it all up for you next week here on no breaks no fear reaction to who's made the playoffs uh, will also be part way through the premiership knockout cup at uh, the halfway point there between sheffield and ipswich and much more to decide as well. And we'll talk all about it next Wednesday for the next episode of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.